Hello and welcome to part two of our episodes covering the Rocky franchise. Last week we did Rocky up until Rocky V. This week we are going to look at Rocky Balboa and Creed, as well as Creed II. We're pretty much picking up exactly where the last episode left off. So if you haven't listened to that one already, you might want to. Head over to dimreturns.com where you can find all our past episodes. Obviously, this episode contains spoilers for Rocky Balboa and Creed. Less obviously, it also contains some pretty major spoilers for Million Dollar Baby. So if you haven't seen that film and you care about what happens at the end, uh, you might want to skip ahead a few minutes once we mention its title. Other than that, all good. Now here you go, go the distance. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Diminishing Returns. Uh, actually, this is part two of our Rocky uh, analysis, so really we should just take out the ten minutes of the last episode and drop them in here. <laughs> that would be the appropriate thing to do, wouldn't it? Uh, anyway, my name is uh, Alan Turing, and with me, as always, is Sol Harris. Let's get ready to podcast! That's copyrighted, we're going to have to pay for that. <laughs> um, Hasn't that, isn't that guy, like, top build in one of these films? I'm sure he's, like, really <laughs> high up the credits. That's because that's what you need to do to get him. Also with us, uh, as last week, is Judy Bignall. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. We are Thanks. now... We So last week, if you haven't uh, listened to it, we discussed the first five Rocky films, that kind of original franchise. And today we're, we're going into the, the later films. So if you want to go back and listen to that one first, that, that probably makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, guys, we're starting today with Rocky Balboa. Rocky Six, Adrian's Revenge. <laughs> yes, this is the one where Adrian comes back from the dead and uh, becomes a zombie and eats Rocky's brain and starves to death. Okay, so this was a film that came about 16 years after the franchise had been put to bed, 30 years after the original film came out. We've got an actor who's far too old to be doing what they're doing. Mm. And so they write a script about a fighter who is just too old and somehow managed to make it work. We, we should add that Rocky V was very much the finale of the franchise. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. we, we covered this last week, but it, you know, it was written as, that's the end. Even the bloody end credits implied it was the end. Mm. And you know, so... they, they, they didn't close it off completely. They obviously did leave the door quite They open, should but... have done. <laughs> but yeah, this, this was very much... Uh, I'd say it was kind of the start of the modern wave of Hollywood sequel-making attitude, really. Because now now it's par for the course. You dust off a, a, a franchise that hasn't had a film in 20 years, 30 years, and you make a, a sequel, and it's, you know... It's not really seen as that weird a thing to do anymore, but I, I feel like this was on the, the start of that wave. Yeah, but do people kind of make a sequel, or do they kind of make a reboot and, you know... I don't know that there's that many that have the original cast coming back, do they? Um, I mean, I other than, like, obviously you've got Blade so. Runner. But... Yeah, like Blade Runner this year. Um, Train Spotting 2. Uh, Indiana Jones 5's in production. The Star oh, Wars. Oh, shit. What? No, Indiana Jones. Sorry, pre-production. Hey, I'm all for it. I mean, we'll get to this at a later No. Time. I'm all for no, it. No, 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 no. Come on, so, we, bad what? man. 
right? Like really four? quickly. What Re- was four? Yeah. Indiana Jones Shite. is the anti-Star Trek, by which I mean the odd-numbered ones are good, the even-numbered ones are shite. So, Indiana Jones... Two wasn't bad. Oh, it was awful. Raiders no, of the wasn't. Lost Ark, four amazing. Was awful. Temple of Doom, no. awful. No. Uh, Holy Grail, fantastic. Number four, Holy awful. Grail? Do you mean Last Crusade? <laughs> Last Crusade is by far the best one. So anyway, Adrian's dead. Yeah, Adrian... I mean, what is that all about? Do you want to know? Because I looked into this. I was intrigued to see what... I, I suspected it was a, a plot-driven decision and apparently it was it wasn't like um talia shire Shire, it wasn't like she was asking for too much money or anything but it's not i mean it's so unrocky-esque which is like the deaths are all motivating you know you've got to see it happen you've got to see him go through the saga you've got to see him bounce back and instead well yeah but you never see the journey so it just is like boom she's dead it's it's because they wanted to pick up with rocky at like this low point he's he's his life's not good basically that's something actually on the rewatch when i watch i watched this when it came out in 2006 whenever it was and my 16 year old self was like oh he's got a restaurant like the real sylvester stallone he's doing all right for himself and i watched it again like now and it's kind of like oh yeah he's got a restaurant but it's like you know it's probably only just making enough money to get like it's not it's not a glamorous you know no i mean there's, there's not really a kitchen is there because yeah. he's like he's honest. it's not just that he's owns it and he's taking some money off the top like he's he's there every day yeah he's being a draw um and it's, so it's obviously a job for him yeah exactly um, and he's yeah like you say it's probably it seems he seems like he's surviving. He's not. Oh, he yeah, doesn't no, seem to have money no. trouble in the sense of yeah. paying the rent and everything. But that's about yeah. it, isn't it? But he also seems fairly happy. He seems kind of content, and to the point where, you know, the, obviously his wife's dead and all that, and that's his sort of hole in his life. But his discontentment comes from, oh, I want to fight. I want to fight. Yeah, I want to do. I want to feel like a like a human again. I want to feel like when I was alive by being punched. Self harm. <laughs> yeah. It's like Fight Club, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and once again, they don't really know what to do with Paulie, so <laughs> they just oh, they just have him get in the way for a while, and then he gets fired so that they can go, oh, I'll just be on my team, Paulie. So what's the, the narrative behind all this? The, or what's the drive behind it all? It's mostly to do with his relationship with his son again? Um, no, it's not, though. It's not, not in the same way that Five was. Mm. There's a lot of it in there, though. Yeah, but I don't think it's a drive. I think it's like a the emotional bit is the emotional connection. But the drive really comes from him being like, I'm going to prove that I've still got something to prove. But I think the fact that like his the son to me. doesn't seem to think that he has all that much to offer is is a big part of that. I think the way yeah, but he son... doesn't do it to prove his son wrong. He does it and then his son tells him to stop and he's like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't feel like it's proving a point to the son. I know, but I, I, I think if he... If he and his son had a really close, warm relationship and he went out fishing with his son every weekend and like if he didn't have this sense of distance there, I, I don't think he would have necessarily felt the oh, no, no, to he go probably out and fight. I think they had to kind of Yeah, I think there'd be less of a hole in his life. Yeah. The same way if Adrian was still alive, I don't think he'd be that bothered about it. Or at least if he was, she'd be like telling him, Don't you fight again and he'd yeah. have to, have to saw move. that five films in a row, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Plus I did did you get the impression that uh, Rocky Jr. is a bit of a dick? Yeah. Like, he doesn't, it's not like he's a nice guy and Rocky hasn't given him the attention he needs or, or anything yeah, like that. Not, not this it just time. seems like he's a spoiled 
dick, really, isn't he? Yeah, he, he doesn't like, come he's off like, well in this film. You have to do things to make me feel good. To say he came off as quite a, a well-developed character for a child in Rocky V. Yeah, um, yeah he, Lost he's it just now. not likeable at all in this film. I think it's because, you know, he says, like, do me a favour and, you know, don't do this because I'm living in your shadow. But at the same time, that would make sense if Rocky was an asshole about it but he's so humble yeah, and yeah, he tries yeah, exactly. not to get in the way yeah. and it's like he's definitely painted as a nice guy so why is the kid throwing his toys out the pram as we do see in creed we'll get to that later if he was trying to be yeah. a boxer and he was like oh no i want to make it on my own instead of like being in my like that might yeah, yeah. well he's not he's like he's working in the city or something isn't he it's like yeah, yeah. At, at the most you're gonna go oh you're rocky's son oh yeah. That's pretty much as far as I would get with that conversation. But by the way, when we were talking about Rocky Five, we were we were sort of praising Sage Stallone for the for that performance. We said he was pretty good and that he hadn't really done much. Yeah, after. we did fail to mention that he was dead. Uh, Hang on, <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, what is that? Why he doesn't come back for this one? Well, well, no, because he died uh, in twenty twelve, something like that. So no, it wasn't. What? That wasn't the reason he didn't come back. Um, I had no yeah, idea he was so. dead. I had no idea he's dead. Well, I didn't until I was looking at him. Well, he says he dies of arteriosclerosis, which is like heart failure. Well, like when your arteries fill up with gunk or whatever. Which is like, a lot of people die of that, but he was 34. So, not quite sure oh, yeah, so. what that is. 36. Oh yeah, 36. So he wasn't yeah. he wasn't old enough for that really to... Ha- so I'm not sure what the situation was. It's a weird thing to die of so young. Especially when like it's not in the family. It doesn't appear to run in the family. I mean... Rocky himself, Stallone, doesn't look like a healthy man in this film, does he? Yeah, but Ro- I was looking this oh, up earlier, actually, because Rocky's dad died at age, like, 91. Not Rocky's dad, Sylvester Stallone's dad. I was going to say, like, say. Like, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's dad died at, like, 91. Jackie Stallone, she's still, still going alive. Strong. She's 96. Yeah. So, you know, genes are good. Bracky. Yeah. So Stallone didn't really age all that much between Rocky 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. No, well, it's because they were such quick succession, weren't they? Really? Well, were they well, like 30, th- fourteen oh. years between them? Yeah, I was going to say there's a, 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 enough. Yeah, time. but as in you see a gradual progression because there's five films spread out over that time. No, but even if you Whereas go, this is a jump. Even if you go from the first one to the fifth one, he's not really aged that much. But then, no, maybe not. But then you jump forward to Rocky Balboa. Plastic surgery found him. Fuck me! It's like a. Oh, he looks absolutely dreadful. I, I kept saying it out loud. He's like he's been made out of plasticine. He looks like a fucking hard <laughs> man character. He's it's much awful. bulkier. Yeah, he's definitely a bulkier frame. Looks like Stretch Armstrong. He's lost his shape. His voice is deeper. And literally, it looks like he's been just, oh, like five facelifts all botched together. I mean, he, he looks, and I mean, this is the most damning. He looks like Jackie Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Awful. It's so distracting. It, like... looks, it is really distracting. <laughs> well, I mean, not not to get ahead of it, but he looks a hell of a lot better hell now. A lot better in seven. Yeah. And so going, having seen what he looks like nowadays, and going back to that, that was what was yeah. really jarring. It's really weird. And his hair's still like dark, and mm. you know, it. Oh, it just he looks like a really like someone's melted the face of a Ken doll. Yeah. You know, it, just. Yeah. And now he looks like a man who's aging quite gracefully. He's kind of come out the other side of it, but he, he's that yeah. man. Yeah, just. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it's it's good how that incurable brain damage was. Uh, he got over Curable. it. Curable. That happens. Though, yeah. Just grows back. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's some there's some in universe explanation that isn't like 
gone into in much detail in the films where like the first opinion was a uh, was wrong and he never went to get a second opinion and you know blah, blah, and technology blah, blah. has improved and rocky one to five they feel very much cut from the same cloth they feel very yeah. of a time this is the first film that feels like filmmaking techniques and attitudes and and methodologies moved on it, it's the first one that feels I mean, I, I won't exactly say modern because I think it's already very dated. But no, 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 I agree. It feels jarringly different tonally. It really does. Like even in terms of the cinematography, like the camera quality, yeah. the color palette, everything, it feels shiny. Yeah, it has a kind of digital feel about it. Um, probably wasn't shot digitally, but it has a different feel to it, and I don't like it. And it's not the film's fault. It, it you know, it, I guess it had to move with the times, but. As I say, it's jarring how dated it feels already, 12 years since it came out. It's definitely emulating the that, the first couple of films rather than the 80s ones. It's you know it's trying to get back to that kind of dirty, gritty look. Um, I think it does that pretty well. It feels the same sort of tone as those early films. I don't think it does at all. I think it feels very modern no. and, and of a different clean. era. Which it is. Yeah, clean. Exactly. It feels like it's, you know, what filmmaking was doing in the noughties, basically. It feels like the difference to me between watching a VHS and watching a DVD. Yeah. If that makes sense. I, you know, I there's just like agree. a sheen on everything and there's not like a hazy grittiness to it. It's well, Then the, the other sort of main, well, obviously there's a fight that they're building up to, but the other main storyline is to do with the, uh, a woman in the neighborhood who mm. he bumps into. Yeah. Who he knew as a child. We saw her in Rocky. Yeah, which is... An odd choice. It's a weird tie-in. It's a strange choice to to get an actor who looks nothing like the previous one at all. If you're going to tie it in, why not just make it he meets someone and... I don't know, she looks about as similar as Sylvester Stallone does compared to his old self, so I think it worked. But what's what's strangest about this is that it's obviously they they kind of deliberately and they go out of their way to kind of make it not a romantic thing. Um, And I think that's wise, but if you haven't got the drive of that, why does he pick this person to kind of just go, oh, I'm going to kind of, like, just befriend you? But, and also befriend her son. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, when when Cause you... Because he, he always had that relationship with her, even though he hasn't seen her in 30 years or however long it's been. Well, if I, if I could believe that, but the only reference they ever make to their previous knowledge of each other is that one scene that we see yeah. in Rocky. They never go, <laughs> oh, you remember when we used to play stickball in the, in the park I mean, and yeah. everything? It was like, oh, remember that one conversation we had? And so it was a bit too on the nose where, like, if even if it, if it could have just been, oh, yeah, so-and-so from the old neighborhood, right? Yeah, I remember you. Mm. Let's, and then we have a conversation and I buy into this that he just cares about for some reason. Well, I wonder if it was meant to be a maybe dating thing because it all seemed very platonic and fair enough until he said about, do you want to go dancing and then you can hit me with a bus? And I was like, I think this is meant to be that maybe he's realising he has to move on and take a chance, and it just felt a bit like they were flirting with the idea of a dating thing yeah, at that point. Yeah, it, it doesn't, it's not something that feels 100% platonic to me. I know Alan said they've kind like, of Like 90%. Us That's it, the, un- but... the only reason, I, I wouldn't have said it if they hadn't sort of specifically gone out of his way to say it, literally. And then at the end of the film, he's sat there with his dead wife again, so it's not like he's mo- he does move on by the end. But she comes to the fight, and it's like it feels a bit like maybe she's meant to be his day. Well, that's it. I think I think they want it to be a romantic entanglement. They've written it as that, but then it's just like, oh well, we can't just sort of slag off Adrian. Right. It's, she's we've built her up too much, so we we have to kind of not do that. And then you know, 
whenever I meet a woman and then I ask if I can spend time alone with her children, it's it's it makes me look weird. But apparently, with Rocky, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, he takes this young lad under his wing. Oh, sorry. Can we just steps? Can we just address the shit name, please? It's short for Stevenson. No, it's not. That would be Stephen. Yeah, but Steps is the sort of shit name of street Or Steve. Or Vinny. Yeah, not Steps. Yeah, can't be called Steve or when Stee. you're the streets of Philadelphia. Like, trying it to can be cool Steve. Vinny. Steve. Steps. Stew. No, Steps. He would be called Steph. Well, I don't know about that. Now, now, one of the first things he does with this young boy that he decides to spend time with, they they go to a, a dog shelter and and he adopts a dog. Yeah, what the Punchy. hell is now, that? Now, this about? dog, this dog, now you'll see he's quite old and looks battered and like used up, but he's still a good dog. You know, I think if you if you look closely, you may see a, a double meaning there. It's very subtle, but if you <laughs> might, you may get it. That dog is quite a good dog, unlike Butkus, who's one of those like fucking ugly, yeah, horrible. But ugly. Yeah. So his tastes improved in dogs. And with his son again, like the the message there is basically like he reconciles with his kid ultimately because he's good at punching, and his kids <laughs> like respects that. <laughs> Suddenly or something. proud of him. Now, to be fair, what I liked about that bit was that you know the kid was being a dick, and I thought this guy's a dick. But then when they have <laughs> their little uh, confrontation and, and discuss it. Rocky actually sort of says, look, you're being a dick. Stop being a dick. And the kid sort of takes it on board and, and you know, obviously it's a little bit more in-depth than that. But the, the kid basically goes, oh, do you know what? I am being unreasonable. That, that's why I keep calling you a piece of shit these days, Alan. I keep going, Alan, you're a real piece of shit. Until I realise. So that you'll go, oh, yeah, I am a piece of shit, yeah. And then what? What's the end game? You might buy some curtains and change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And but then it is kind of wrapped up in that one conversation and then they're immediately perfectly happy again. So again, yeah, not a very well developed storyline. Well, if if we're complaining about writing here, <clears throat> I've I've written down, I've made a few notes of quotes that leapt out at me. He owns a little restaurant in South Philly. What's the special? Pounded chicken? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's Good joke. Because he's because you see he was well known for being a chicken and running away. Oh, no, wait, wait, he's not that at all, so it doesn't make any sense. Pounded meathead would have been better. Balboasaurus? That means he's old, you see. That's a quote. You get it. Someone, someone calls him a Balboasaurus. I feel like I've been very down on this film so far. Yeah. Because it shits. Well, I, and I feel yeah, like I, I'm going to have to jump in and defend it, because right. it sounds like you guys don't like it very much, but... Shit. I think it's all right. I thought I think... it was all right, to be honest with you. Yeah, Why? I'm slagging it off because it's funny, but... Uh... There's a lot of what? How can you slag off three and like this one? Because three's a load of shit. <laughs> it's better than this. It's really not. It's but this so is much not. more really? my style of film, like low, low down and kind of yeah, small I, character scale stuff. I I remember when this film came out and it was like hailed as an absolute triumph and oh, it's it's magnificent, blah blah blah. And it's it's not that good, but I think it is very very solidly and without any real competition the best of the sequels to the original rocky up until this point it's got flaws absolutely and it's a bit awkward and old and you know but and there's this kind of overriding sense that um 
it, it, it has that feeling of a, a cheap latter-day sequel that kind of makes it almost feel like it's not a real film in its own right. It's kind of... Which I guess is sort of true. It's kind of living off the legacy of the original. But I think it does a very good job of that, all things considered. You know, I, I think it works. It gets back to that kind of character-driven stuff the first film did well. It, it, it's... And, I, and you know what? I think given how absurdly ludicrous a plot it is, the idea that this old man is going to get back in the ring and fight a, a young, uh, in-shape boxer, I, I think it does a remarkable job of making that work. And it, it's it's like it knows how ridiculous it is, and it still kind of has its cake and eats it. It gets away with it. Mm. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen it, the plot is essentially that. Rocky, the old heavyweight champion... Uh, there's like some weird sports show that broadcasts a simulated computer emulated fight between Rocky and the current, like Rocky in his prime versus the current heavyweight champion, like using statistics and what have you to see who would win and that gets people talking and the new heavyweight guys, you know, slagging him off and stuff and it ends up Rocky's called back into the ring to have a kind of fun (laughs) <laughs> battle well, with this supposed, guy. That's it. It's supposed to be an exhibition match, and it's like, oh, we'll sell a lot of tickets, and and you know, we'll make some money. And it, it was inspired, Alan. I'm I'm sure you're aware, but it was inspired by a real fight. Um, yeah. It was was it George Foreman, I believe. Well, George Foreman came out of retirement numerous times, and yeah, when he was in his fifties, even he was still fighting. And there, there was one fight in particular, I believe, that where he 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 went up against the guy and was doing very badly and it looked like it was an absolute walkover and then he knocked the guy out in one of the latter rounds and it was like a big KO'd him in one. That's what they call a a puncher's chance. It's like, you know, if you're a hard puncher, there's always a chance you just catch someone right and knock them out and you can win any any fight because you might, you just need to get that one blow. It was uh, inspired by the George Foreman-Michael Mora fight of 1994, if that means anything to you. George Foreman came out of retirement. Uh, he was 45 years old, challenging a 26-year-old uh, heavyweight champion. And it lasted nine rounds where Foreman was getting very clearly outboxed. But then in the 10th round, uh, Foreman just smacked him really hard and knocked him out and won. Uh, George Foreman's fight immediately before that, when he was on his comeback, was against Tommy, Go- Tommy Gunn from Rocky Five. Yeah, Tommy Morris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking you were going to reference. The problem I have with it is that it feels like another, you know, the first five is kind of like, oh, we need an incentive for Rocky to fight. He's going to get back in the ring. Let's see what goads him this time. And all of the antagonists for want of a better word are kind of going anything to get, you know, do anything to get him in the ring. Yeah. This really felt like we have to roll with modern times. Let's have a computer simulated thing. To, to get his back up and it was like oh okay that's what modern people do now so let's make it this modern reference I don't think it and does then get Rocky's back up don't they basically say Rocky would win it's kind of like he goes oh the cool cool but then why does he fight why the fuck does he go back in the ring he has the least incentive to get in there and he goes in anyway I think it's a very believable take on it I think the idea is Rocky always wants to get back in the ring he just wants this to film's fight the one that to, acknowledges yeah. that I think the last in few the last films, few he hasn't been wanting to get back in. He's been trying to take himself a bit more seriously. The last few films, Rocky's needed an excuse to kind of justify it, but it's there's always been a sense of, you know, he kind of actually just wants to have this fight, and he just yeah. needs, like, an excuse to let himself do it. 
and to justify it to Adrian. And this is that's the it. In the previous films, like... Rocky doesn't need an excuse. Adrian needs an excuse. So this one, she's dead and he's free to live his life how he wants. But also, yeah, he but he's not. He doesn't strike me as being restless. He doesn't strike me as being like I just got to fight. I'm not fulfilling. He seems like Saul said earlier, quite content, really. And then there's this image that comes out and he's like, why not? And he does it for shits and giggles. And it's like, I don't actually feel any empathy for the struggle and the journey you're going through to get back in shape because you've literally brought this upon yourself for no reason at all. But he's, but you're, you're, saying, you're saying that like he's having to fight against adversity and, and struggle to get into shape. He's doing that because he enjoys it. He enjoys the, the struggle yeah, and going to the gym every day. I have no, yeah, but I, it means I don't give, give a crap about the end of this film. It means I don't care about his journey and I don't care who wins this fight. Well, that's the point. He doesn't care about who wins the fight. He assumes well, then he's not why was this film made? Again, it's just me going, why was this film made? There's no point Because to it. it's not about who wins the fight. It's about a, a, a character study of a man who's, you know, decides he wants to do something and gets a chance to do it. Yeah. I think it works quite well, this film, for the most part. And, you know, that there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of flaws. I think the training montage is incredibly weak in this one. I was going to say, it's because in the past films you've seen like Stallone sprinting at insane speeds and leaving cars yeah, behind, exactly. behind him or whatever. In this one, it's just an old man sort of jogging. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not. And the impressive. veins on his chest. Oh my God. I look at him and I'm like, you look like you've had a battering ram go into your chest. Yeah. <sighs> but, you know, they, they get to the fight and I think it's a, it's a legitimately really tense good fight i'm invested in the boxing match just the same way i am in all the others i think it does a good job of investing you in the underdog rocky and you know it's kind of absurd that he'd even stand a chance but i think they could do they do a good job of selling it and also rocky isn't isn't winning like he's not doing well and then he miraculously is like that's his style you know, he has a but flash of adrian style, yeah. <laughs> i've got yeah no it does annoy me that um he only wins because he, he suddenly remembers halfway through someone saying it's about how hard you can get hit and that makes him able to withstand punches better because yeah, he remembers felt, they've said that. It felt no, he remembers himself saying contrived. that. He said that. He just, that's it, a flashback of himself saying That's what he was saying, saying to someone else, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I liked the fight, actually. What I, re- what I really liked about the fight is the way it was filmed and it was filmed as if it was TV. My note is I, I really like the fight and think it's really tense up until the point it goes black and white and turns into a montage. Oh, it goes into... Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it goes from this feeling of real, raw boxing where you're respecting the craftsmanship of the actors and the, you know, it it, it goes from that to just film magic, film editing techniques and it's just kind of like, oh. Yeah. I was yeah. really invested in that and now I don't care. My I I really liked that build up to it where it was it was as if you were watching on TV. All the footage we saw was cameras that were there, TV cameras, you know. I like the song that he comes out to. What's that music? You can't be serious. I hopes talk about wishful thinking. Well, maybe no hopes is more realistic. Anyway, the crowd likes it. Where would that come from? I chose it. I love Sinatra. He's very good, Sinatra. Let's go. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they come out and they do the fight. The first couple of rounds of the fight is good. But like that, I like the way that is all shot. But it, it's going for realism. And the problem mm. with that is that the fights are much more realistic. You can tell they're kind of really hitting each other and stuff. But it's also really hurts the effect of the film because you see them actually hitting each other and it's not very hard. Now, whether they're like pulling punches because they don't want to actually hurt each other or whether Sylvester Sloan just hasn't got that power anymore. 
But like obviously in the previous films, they're faking it so you can look as hard as you can. But in this, you know, combination of just both the sim- simple the the speed of the movements and the, and how hard they were hitting, it was just like there is nothing there. There's no real serious damage being done, and so that affected it. The, the fact that it was more realistic obviously made it. Yeah, less believable. I, you know, I, th- I think they do a good job though of like, like say, selling the idea as ludicrous as it is. Uh, that the fact that they set up this kind of realistic aesthetic, the fact that they go out of their way to set up the antagonist, the guys going up against as being the kind of um, the hare and the tortoise and the hare. He's, he's, you know, like I said, they go out of their way to set him up as not taking it remotely seriously. I don't, yeah, I don't why... mind it as like a that's the rival pairing. I think the rival pairing kind of works. The tortoise and the hare, like you said, the old and the young, and the fact that I I like that they do keep it as an exhibition fight because I really thought the twist was going to be that the younger guy was like once he's in the ring he just rips into him to prove a point, and then that never happened. One thing I'm not a big fan of is it is basically the exact same ending as the first film, and I know yeah. there's not a lot. Yeah, they like can... oh, man, I managed to go yeah, the distance. Exactly. Yeah, and then the music cuts in, and it's like ah, oh. and then the other woman runs on stage. Anyway, I mean, I I give it a seven. Mm. I gave it a seven. Senor as well. Sieta strikes again. Nope, five. So harsh. It's five. Poor Rocky. I mean that that is kind of the end of the the pure Rocky franchise right there that is kind of the end of it it just i you could have gone from five to seven without six really being there it's just so lift out oh completely i mean you could say you know you could go from four to seven or (laughs) well not really because you need the story of creed (laughs) but she is you need three he's dead by that point no oh sorry did you say from four to seven sorry i thought you said um i thought you said two miles away but i mean i I think all that really says is that you know balboa ended up being something of a blueprint for creed it it kind of you know they they did quite a good job but they they decided they wanted to come back and nail it and do it properly and but before we get there uh are you guys familiar with a film called grudge match no no i don't think so in between rocky balboa and creed in 2013 they they somehow got Sylvester Stallone and Robert De Niro to agree to a comedy in which they play aging boxers who've got a, a long-standing <laughs> feud and agree to get back in the ring and fight each other. And, you know, the, the, the sort of joke of it essentially being, oh, it's Raging Bull versus Rocky, which, on paper, great. It's a good idea, sounds all right, actually. Yeah. In practice, I, I watched this specifically for this episode. Um, it's not good. <laughs> is it? Is it a comedy then? Because yeah, it's a comedy. Because I was just looking at the director, and he's done things like Get Smart, Fifty First Dates, Anger Eesh. Management, Nutty sounds Professor Two, right. The Clumps. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. So it sounds like if you've got that kind of director on board, it'll be a sort of silly comedy. Which yeah, sounds like it could it's... be quite a decent little drama. That. Mm, well, it. it... It's just such a waste of talent. It's, you know, Kevin Hart's in there as the kind of funny guy who, who you mm. know, pulls them together. Again. And, and yeah, it's just not good. It's such a shame. Like, they're clearly basically playing Rocky and, and uh, what's he called in Raging Bull? Joe DiMaggio? Uh, <clears throat> sorry, not Joe DiMaggio. That's, no. the, uh, that's the baseball player. Yeah. Uh, Jake LaMotta. That's the one, yeah. They're clearly kind of playing their characters from those films, but, you know, kind of a comedic take on them. 
I do remember seeing the trailer for this because they're in like a motion capture thing, aren't they? And... Yeah, yeah. Hey. I hope I don't look like that big of an ass. Set me up. That's what you come in one o'clock here. I want to see my old friend. He's been ducking me for 30 years. I missed him. Well, it don't look like you're missing any meals. I'm out of here. No, you're not. Stop the behavior of old men. Check out this clip that is just blowing up online. I got a company that wants the official rematch. They're going to pay you 100 grand. Well, I can't be in the same room as that guy. Not worth it. The hell you mean it ain't worth it? I'm looking at your house! Such a wasted opportunity to do something else. And you can tell the director doesn't know what to do with the uh, sport side of it, the action. Because when they do get in the ring at the end, it is depressing to watch. It's not like... it's It doesn't quite feel like it's being played for laughs properly. Like, old people having a fight. It just feels like... Ernest. There's a YouTube video online that I'm quite a fan of, of some, like, real old men getting in a street fight in like Italy or Spain <laughs> or something and and it's so slow and painful and they keep falling over and it, it's like what watching is that. What it with you guys? What? I'm watching, I, Alan watches weird <laughs> shit on YouTube as well like stuff that if you plough through watching Chris it, it can only be described as masochism <laughs> and and now you're doing the same thing oh, my, my What YouTube is it with you guys and finding weird. weirdies? I don't think anyone's <laughs> YouTube history is normal, though. Like Everyone goes to some weird corners and just ends up watching the weirdest, strangest things, don't they? I better watch Stranger Things than you, though. Not, not Stranger, oh, don't play but... This like, game. Don't more... play this game while we're no, recording. No, because I watch stuff like... Than um... me or than Judy. Oh, definitely than Judy. But, I mean, I think yours will be kind of just... <laughs> Uh, insanity, actual insanity, uh, like your mental illness played out on camera. Yeah, I dig up people having breakdowns on camera and laugh at That's them. It. That's kind of my. Whereas, shit. whereas mine is like watching a man, <laughs> watching a man eating um, a wartime ration from like 1942. Oh <laughs> yeah, man, you made I'll me watch... watch that with you. Don't give me that. There's a guy I got Mr. really Puzzle. into. And I, I wish I could remember his name because I can't, I can't find it anywhere. But his name was like a load of kanji, so I had to like. Like, I don't know what to type in to find it. He was this really, really, like, obese man. It was amazing, because he'd just, he'd, like, order huge amounts of takeaway food, and then he'd just film himself opening up the bag, taking the food out, looking at it, and going... And that was the whole video. And then he'd start eating it, go and like giggling away. And there's just just hour after hour of that. It's one of my favourite guys on the internet. Anyway, it's weird shit on YouTube. You guys deserve deserve each other. You really do. You know what? I'm looking at my YouTube history right now. I want to see what I've been looking at. <laughs> I mean, even I, Alan, this is more for you, I guess, than Sol. Even I, I was so bored watching Rocky Balboa. I looked up, I paused it, and I watched some hydraulic press. <laughs> hydraulic press? Okay. <laughs> you don't know Sol until you've watched is this, it. Is this, went, is this a video went, of a machine <laughs> just crushing things? Yeah. A, it's a, a channel. It's a channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? I'm a big fan of that. I went back to the I went back to the stack of 500 sheets of paper myself. That was my go-to today. So, wait, so that, is, that is that thing where it's just a thing and they'll put like footballs yeah, in yeah. it and you'll watch them yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Watch I love it explode. That. Yeah. So it was either that. Also, Alan is right. He does watch people eat wartime rations that have been like molded together. <laughs> and I seem to remember <laughs> Sorry 
dragged in. <laughs> a, a worrying amount of my history on here seems to be various takes on the steam tam scene from The Simpsons. It's about ninety percent of the, my viewing history is just. God, oh my god! There's still fucking hell. It's all steamed hams, steamed hams for Game Boy. Hang on, hang on. You got to, you got to. Steamed hams, but it's Nintendo Is 3DS. steamed hams a channel, or are you literally watching videos about ham getting steamed? Like, what, what are you doing? Judy, are you telling me you don't know what steamed hams is? <laughs> what, 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 what is this? What are you? I love his incredulous way of asking about. Like, you, you don't, you literally don't know what steamed hams <laughs> is. Like, that's, everyone knew about. It's like saying ham. you've never, you've never seen Star Wars. What? <laughs> well, is it not like that? You're a millennial. Steamed you should... hams. Yeah. Fuck it. It's it's a it's a regional dialect. I got no reference. <laughs> is this oh this is the fucking Simpsons? Yes. What is it to do with the Simpsons though? Well, Seymour, I made it despite your directions. Ah, Superintendent Chalmers, I hope you're ready for an unforgettable luncheon. Yeah. And then ding. Ah, oh ye gods. My roast is ruined! But what if I were to purchase fast food and pass it off as my own cooking? Ho 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 ho, delightfully devilish, Seymour. Dun, 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 dun. And then there's a song, which I won't do. Skin. 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 Why Seymour, why, why is all there... of your history to do with what? this? You said you were scrolling down for the duration of the time that I was talking, and it was all to do with this. Yeah. Sol, get out. <laughs> Leave the house. People remix it and stuff. They'll like do it. That's not an Have excuse. You not seen That's it? even do you know more what I'm talking about. House. I no, I didn't. When he serves crusty burger to, I'm so to Superintendent to Chalmers. Have you not like Jeff? Someone got Jeff Goldblum to read out the script. Well, Seymour, I made it despite your directions. Ah, Superintendent Chalmers, welcome. I, I I hope you're prepared for an unforgettable luncheon. I know. I just saw it on YouTube when I did the search, but but uh, alas, I I have more to do with my time. Well, no, because you watch videos of things being crushed by a hydraulic machine. I, I watch videos. No, of, that's different. I watch that's the, during Rocky. Sit. I watch the steam tam scene, but it's been. Yeah, but you watch it over and over again. No, I don't. I watch it so it's been edited <laughs> like a level from Sonic Three and Knuckles. Well, Seymour, I made it despite your directions. Ah, Superintendent Chalmers, welcome. I hope you're prepared for an unforgettable luncheon. Oh, you got it! It ruined! So I watch it so that, like, it's been put in alphabetical order and someone's re edited every word so it goes like. So, get out. Like, seriously, I, I stand by my previous sentence. <laughs> See, <clears throat> Judy, you just don't understand modern art. That's the problem. Oh, shut up. You know how I feel about modern art. <laughs> no? 
No, I'm, someone, I mean, you can. Uh, you're trying to justify it, and yeah, someone so. remixed you will never it. Reach me on this. Someone auto tuned it to to Feel Good Ink by Gorillaz, and it is incredible. It's like that's a very it's good like, song. But ah, Superintendent know. Charmer, <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, see, more I made it despite your directions. It's it's like the whole scene to <laughs> that music. That's it's not incredible. That song. <laughs> someone did it to Smash Mouth All Star, and it's the best thing I've ever said. Uh, I've ever seen. Well, Seymour, I made it despite your directions. A superintendent Thomas Walker. I hope you're prepared for an unforgettable luncheon. Oh my god, I'm supposed to roll it. What if I were to purchase friends for the wall? Alan, help me out here. I'm at a loss. So am I. Well, this is my. This is like most of my YouTube anyway for the last year. Okay, well, that, that's why I'm judging. Oh, but then I've got. <laughs> I've got. Uh, <laughs> acting show reel. I assume Alan sent me that to laugh at someone. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a tonal change. <laughs> Anyway, we need to move on. Yeah. Creed. So yeah, any gr- grudge match? Uh, five out of ten. Creed. <laughs> yeah. So, a few years down the line. Uh, so, do you know how Creed came about? Money. Kind of inspires most things. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I know there was a, there was a point where Stallone was going to be directing it himself, and then obviously that didn't happen. Yeah. But sort of, it seems from what I read, it seems like it was a, quite a smooth. Hey, let's make this film. That's a good idea. Let's do that. Kind of. I just think it has a, a better dollars. solid foundation. You know, that kind of. It feels like it's moving into that next generation very deliberately. Yeah, it makes um, way more sense. It, yeah, exactly. So it capping doesn't... off to the franchise than uh, Rocky Balboa did. The the idea that Stallone is going to pass the torch and train a new young buck because that's you know that's implicitly and someone who's worthy the, this time rather yeah, than Tommy Gunn. That, that's implicitly the cycle of a boxer as. We see him in, in these films. Mm. Mickey was a young, a Mickey, yeah. scrapping boxer at some point, wasn't he? So yeah. So my main problem with this film, basically, was that I just never liked the main character, Adonis. Mm. He's just very. <laughs> yeah. He's not a nice person. He's not a likable person. <laughs> Sorry. Sol, fuck's sake! We're just gonna lift out your I've audio. Just, I've just found a clip of Lenny Henry doing live action. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that one. You think you sent me that one? <laughs> I, th- I don't know. I really think that Adonis was a. He's being set up as a decent guy in this film. That's like that's the whole point. I think that's the idea. I don't think they do a very good job of it. Why not? He doesn't do anything like a dickheady thing to do. He I never he does, disrespects. I think he Rocky. never comes across like a particularly likable man. I, I think he's yeah very selfish. It, 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 no, he, not at all. He's got a load of weird issues like he, he doesn't want to be beef. in his like, he doesn't want to yeah. have his dad's name involved and he gets really hung up on that and people but I feel like to... that's so much more understandable he's literally it is all about him trying to create a name on his own that's the only reason he doesn't want the name and also yeah, it's a little bit embarrassing bit like, well, he's, ego, the, you know, he's like it? a love child well yeah but also women care about his ego of... being so prissy that he can't be attached to his dad's name I, I don't know well, yeah okay yeah fair enough a little bit weird but not that to that extent I just don't. I just didn't like him. I didn't take to him as a as a person. I don't think he does anything particularly horrible or wrong. 
But I just, I just think he's quite a sort of nasty, horrible I, person. Well, I definitely didn't take to him at the beginning. I wouldn't say he's nasty. And also, the comments about him being selfish, I think they do the best job they can to counter that. Like, you know, Rocky um, is diagnosed with cancer. And the guy, the first thing he says is like, I'm not letting you train me while you just sit here dying. Like, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to take care of you. Like, they really set him up to try and be a decent person. Yeah, I, I just... I don't know how you can say he's not. Like, I I think Michael B. Jordan gives a great performance. I think there's just something about him that's a bit... Like, I think he was much better Hot-headed. put to use as the villain in Black Panther, you know? Mm. Yeah, he's got a kind of nasty streak to him somehow. Yeah. I think it's, it's just a sort of air he gives off. And it's the way he's playing it. Yeah. Because, like I say, I don't think the characteristics necessarily. Well, I, I've, I've seen him it. in. Um, was it Fantastic Four? I, I remember him being very likable in that, despite the film being dreadful. Um, so it is. I think it is something he's doing with his performance, absolutely. But he, he does come across quite. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. But yeah, I, do, I don't think he. I think, I think I warm to him as the film goes on and you see more indication of him being a bit nicer and better. But there's just something a bit off about him. I don't know what it well, is. I think at the beginning it's just that he seems like any other guy who's like, oh, I'm a fighter, I'm a fighter and it seems a bit misdirected and actually it's like he just wants to fight, it's not for any noble reason and then and then that all goes. I do think that goes and actually I had no issue with him as a protagonist at all. Well, I think by the end of it, it's so it's so clear as well that the strength of this film, the, the stuff I care about it's when Sylvester Stallone's on screen as much as he's being set up as our new protagonist who's going to carry the franchise I mean, my thesis is I I don't know how long this franchise can last without Stallone. I, I, I get the impression they're setting him up to carry on. They're and, really gradually trying to wean him out, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, and, really and they, keep, they keep kind of getting to the point where they've obviously written a draft where Stallone dies and then changed... In fact, they did it back in Rocky V, and then they changed their mind at the last minute, and... I don't know, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Rocky dies in the new one. He probably won't, but... Um, I just get the impression that basically the second Rocky Stallone isn't in these films, it won't work and it won't last any no, no. any longer. They'll do one film without him and it just won't do as well. And Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. I think there's a scene in this film which is a pastiche of the, the scene in Rocky 2, is it? That where Basically where he runs up the steps and all the kids follow him and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that scene evokes kind of a community spirit, optimism, a kind of a hope in the in the face of adversity and all this sort of stuff. In this scene, we get him running down the streets and it sort of plays the same music. It's like I say, it's obviously a deliberate takeoff on it. And then all these sort of street oh, kids that, with I mean, these unlicensed motorbikes dragging him around. And it's and it's and and he's there and he's shouting, he throws his hat on the floor. It's aggressive, it's macho, it's dickhead. Yeah, that's and I just dickhead, think I don't like this person. I don't want yeah. him to win. He seems like a, 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 a like yeah. a jock meathead dick. And that's the beauty of Rocky is that he was a, he was a, a beautiful person and then everyone liked him. The only reason I'm rooting for him by the end is because they put him up against like a, a like, opponents An that are dickhead. even more macho, horrible dickheads that I want to to lose more than him. That's but I really, much... oh, I really felt like that little motorbike thing, which was just a weird thing. It was so out of place. The rest of it, like he gets nervous before a fight. He's showing a bit of humanity and humility. He has he admits to needing a nervous shit. He's you know he cares about Rocky. Yeah, that he was cares a nice, enough that about was a nice this girl. Little... That was a nice real little, yeah. That, yeah. And then, 
And then the biggest problem was just that motorbike scene where he comes across like a dickhead. The rest of it, he's really mm. normal well, and it, no, I don't think so, but I, th- I admit that scene is sort of the epitome of it. But I think basically, I, if I met this guy, I wouldn't want to talk to him and have a sit down and chat with him. Whereas no, with Rocky, you know, well. you could. And I think that's the difference. It's just not I think, right. I, th- I think if I met Rocky, right, so this is the difference. I think if I met either of them, I wouldn't want to talk to them or get to know them. But I think Rocky <laughs> would come over to me and start a chat and like work me to the point that I actually really warm to him and go, this is a really nice old guy. He's he's, uh, he's taking the time to have a chat and be friendly. And I'd leave thinking, what a nice guy. I think the difference is that Rocky never goes in going, I want to fight, I want to fight, I want to fight. He goes in going, this is what I know. And it just happens to be fighting. Yeah, I think it's slightly different because it doesn't come well, across but as that's aggressive. It. But I think that is what we were talking about last week. That is the, the true essence and the reason why Rocky's character... This character of Rocky a, was so a, popular at first yeah. and has lasted so long. Be- and, and why this these films have an appeal beyond people who like sports films or people who like boxing films. It's a, got a much more mainstream audience because that likeable character at its centre, this this hopeful, optimistic character, this simpleton who manages to have a skill and use it to its best abilities. That's the beauty of Rocky. But and Creed like does not have that. Well, it, not in the same Creed. way, but I think it's because they set up his character deliberately coming from a very different background. He's in juvie. He, you know, he 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 starts off really as a fighter, and then he learns humility and he learns to be personable. It's just different. That's it. That's the bit that never this... happens. I don't think he ever learns. He never loses that street fighting kind of attitude. And, well, and I if think, they and I if they it, hung it on that it and made that part of the character. I could go with it, but they're not. They're trying to, as if they're trying to sell him as a nice guy. But I'm glad that they haven't resolved his character arc in this film because they're clearly setting it up for Creed 2. Yeah. You know, I think it's deliberate decision because the franchise has got legs. They've done enough groundwork so that he's not just an arsehole, mm. but he hasn't completed his arc yet. And I completely am on board with that. I completely agree with you. I, I just, I don't like the idea of telling an incomplete story in a film because you're banking on there being a sequel to... to do it properly I, it just feels like a like yeah, he hasn't then, got a proper the, arc as a character the other side of that the downside of that is that we would then get films like rocky one two three four and five where he's doing the same arc over and over and over again because it's not a continuous thing it's episodic it's not you know mm. i think that that's the other that's the drawback is that they could end up falling into the same mistakes yeah but i'd be happy if no film ever had a sequel that would be fine for me well Tell yeah i mean that that on. too yeah that would be fine but you know that in the world they're living in now like it's or the world we're living in now, just everything gets so dragged through a hedge that it's a sequel is inevitable because it's like, oh, this has a couple of legs, or you know, let's let's really push it and make money from it. And um... well, that was the other thing. We get introduced to this character, and Apollo's wife turns up. We we kind of figure out it's Apollo's son, but then it's not quite clear immediately if it's like, was she pregnant and she had this kid and then abandoned it like that? Because that was my first thought. Because she says yeah, in her like, little that. opening speech, yeah. she's like, oh, I, I kind of lost touch with my, I, I like abandoned my family. She, she didn't quite use those yeah. words. But, but then we get the fight, it's like his, his side piece that he had going on. And, and so but is, so hang decided, on, is she meant to be the the other woman or is she meant to be the no, wife who's no, no, now she's taking Apollo's in the son of wife. the other woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That okay. is what happens. And it does get explained later on, but it's not that oh, clear yeah, at no, the yeah, beginning. Oh yeah, with the funeral. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, and uh, so that's a... <laughs> That's a weird way to take it, isn't it? Why not? I don't know why not just say that it was like she was pregnant at the time yeah, and it was like not many well, it's people Well, because knew, you need to like, get him... As the underdog, like the, the outcast. Yeah, he's not just a rich kid. 
Like he's he's yeah. had that time on the street. So and like you've got the whole story where he's. But then this, that's what sets up this whole thing about him. Oh, I don't want to go by my father's name. Oh, wait, I'm proud to be Apollo Creed's son. And, and all this thing about the name and all that. And it's like, this man, yeah, you, you know, never met I... this man. He didn't raise you. You've got his genes. And so, yeah, you might have good boxing genes. But why you have any sort of pride in it? Like, if it was more about his mum, because she took him in when he was 10, and yeah. then she she raised him and stuff like that. You, you know what, as well, I, I feel like, I feel like the character of his mum gets a real fucking short straw in this yeah. film. I think that is the most underused, under uh, yeah. Isn't she character. there at the She's got one scene at the start that sets her up as a major player in this film who should be a significant character and then pretty much forgotten about for the rest of the film. Yeah. And... And I get the impression she's going to have a bigger role in the next one, although that's based on very little. I think she might be in the trailer. Yeah, I think it's a shame. I, I think that character was shortchanged. She should have been a much bigger mm. part of it. Like Alan says, she should have been the kind of the the drive for his, you know, pride. And yeah, it's just. But I mean, the the whole story with him not wanting to take the name. I actually didn't really have any issue with that because I can understand why he'd want to keep his mum's name. I was happy with that. Yeah. Until he went, oh, okay, I'll be Creed. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't do it willingly. He did it because he needed to take that fight. Like, you do see the tension there. Yeah, but by and then the end, as he's, he's fighting. He's oh, yeah, it. by the end. By the end, he's fine with it. But the point is, it wasn't like a snap decision where suddenly he was. And I that's the bit I respect is like, it showed some form of journey, which is fine. That's all I wanted from it. But if he'd, if he'd gone, like, if he had a scene with his mother, who's not really his mother or whatever. And 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 she's she says to him, oh no, you should take your dad's name, be proud of it. And he says like, no, I'm not taking my dad's name, I'm taking your name. And like that's how he justifies it to himself. Nice little moment, nice little emotional moment. She's on board. She can come to the fight and watch him and go, hey, if it's your yeah. choice, I respect your decision. All that that would have been. Nice. I don't know. I I really saw it that like he he didn't want to take Creed's name. And actually, I think a big part of it had to do with the fact that he hadn't met Rocky and he needed to meet Rocky. Like, because he clearly, he'd done his research on who Rocky was and who his dad was. Yeah. He knew what everyone else knew. But then he met Rocky Balboa and he learned a different side of his dad. And I think that made him feel like he could have pride in him. Yeah. But that I, needed I, to happen. I, I and that was legit. I think that's believable. I think you're probably right. I just didn't, it didn't come across strong enough for me or it didn't, it didn't work quite well enough in that, I think that's what they were doing. Yeah, makes them all the more interesting that Rocky's parents are never acknowledged in any way. Like they're never around. We can assume they're dead, but even in those first films, we never go. Oh, you know, my mum brought me up like this, uh, anything like that. You know, there's literally no reference to them at all. And I think that's interesting in a in a series of films that do go into talk about family and, and paternity so much, yeah. and yeah, yeah yeah so much yeah i mean i we're, we're obviously talking about the film and analyzing it i'm gonna say now i did really like creed i didn't think i would i thought it was gonna be really shit and actually that's, it held my focus that's very surprising and weird <laughs> yeah can i can i raise another point then another sort of big problem i had with the film the girlfriend character i could have done without that that whole thing yeah need that. i again my i like that except it doesn't go anywhere and it's so clearly set up for the sequel they're like well we'll deal with that in the sequel yeah, and i don't like it like it just setup. feels like a, a loose end and it is a shame because i i i like tessa thompson i think she gives a good performance here i think there's a good chemistry between them like i like it i just 
want an arc there. I don't want this kind of... I think it's deliberate to set him up again as not being a dickhead. He's the kind of person that isn't... He doesn't just, like, tap that and go to, you know, to use youth speak. It it implies that he's a decent guy. That's the implication. She's a musician, but she's losing her hearing. There's all these things set up that just don't really Yeah, they, they feel they might, and... must be set up. And I assume they're just setups for future films, and I don't really like that about it. I must yeah. say, my my favorite moment in the entire franchise is to do with them. Can you can you guess what it is? Um, this is better than the robot in Rocky Four. <laughs> just. Uh, he puts her over his shoulder. No, so so <laughs> no, they, I, I've got nothing. So they finally start fucking. And the camera slowly pans up, <laughs> and who do we see? It's Rocky's pet turtle, just looking down at them like, yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that it... was a nice little memory of, hey, this is how Rocky and Adrian probably did it in front of these turtles. But, these turtles have seen what, a lot of sofa sex. What was, what was Ryan Coogler, director Ryan Coogler, what was he thinking that he thought, let's pan slowly up at this romantic moment to... A reaction shot of a turtle just looking. Oh, hang on, hang on. It's not like a reaction shot. The turtle didn't do like a double take. It's looking at them. (laughs) It is staring them down. It's it's like. It's looking up. It's got its neck above water. No, it's not. The turtle was not like, oh. It is. The 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 tortoise is there going. The tank's getting steamed up. Uh, But their whole situation, like how they meet and they first date, and so I just. None of it. I I didn't care about any of it. All I was thinking oh, is, is this really? how young people talk to each other? I don't. I thought the date scene was really nice. I thought. I mean, again, it's very much a um, a sort of callback, some symmetry to the original Rocky with him going out with Adrian. Um, yeah, they did feel awkward together. It's got a heavily, heavily improvised feel. That's something this film gets back yeah. to. It feels very much like the first film, where it feels very heavily improvised throughout. And I really like that about it. But if it changed him anyway, our, our main character, that is his character journey we're, we're following, so maybe by being with her, does it help him emotionally because he's got someone to talk to at last? No, we never get that. She is his emotional net, and then there's the point when he actually needs her and she isn't willing to be there for him because he's... A dickhead. I can't even remember what it is at that point that's upset her, but he's done. Oh, we got he's in a fight with that guy. Punched the yeah. headliner of her, and... which he, which he does as an emotional response to you know fear and, and yeah. But uh, the point yeah. is that she's saying you can't be flippant, you can't yeah. be that street fighter that we we're all going. Oh, he's and, a bit of a dick. And you that know, does. She's saying the same thing as us. That does put him to the lowest point imaginable because not only is he you know at rock bottom like he was at the start of the film, but now he's not even got her to. To look out from as well, so I do think that's a nice motivating yeah, I, I, factor. I think I would be fine it's, it's if like... I felt like he'd changed by the end. I don't. I think he's the same person at the end that he is at the beginning. So, um, should we should we talk about Ryan Coogler, the director? He likes Michael B. Jordan. Well, yeah, that's that's his. Um, a lot of directors like their, you know, it's his Robert De Niro, as he saying. Yeah, that's yeah. all right, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's right. You know, I, I I've spoken about how. Um, how I think he he brings a real sensibility of the first Rocky to the proceedings. I think it's a real vibe and feeling of of very much a modern take on the franchise. This feels very modern and like a, a, a you know every bit a contemporary film, but it feels like the natural evolution of the franchise up until this point. It doesn't feel dated. 
yeah, it's got that very kind of character study feel of the first Rocky, that kind of very improvised feel. It, it gets back to a lot of what made that first film work, and I, I think for the most part, the direction is pretty good. A big part of what makes yeah. this film work as well as it does. There, there's one little bit of direction I'd like to complain about. Is it the first fight scene? Yes, because up until this point in the franchise, I've always been really quite invested in the fights, and a big part yeah, of that is because, to me, as a boxing layman, they do come across as very real and well put together. And, yeah, yeah, and and I'm often like really taken in by them. Uh, the first big fight in this film is like a one take fancy mm-hmm. bit of filmmaking and it's like yeah as as a bit of filmmaking it's really it's done very well it's it's good but it's so blatantly obvious that this is like the most intricately choreographed bit mm-hmm. of of like practically dancing that we're watching and the yeah. characters kind of stepping out of the way of the camera and hitting their marks and it just it makes the whole thing feel completely artificial and not yeah. raw not real in the way that the boxing's always felt to me in these films and the, the feeling that's trying to be conveyed isn't there as a result of it because it just doesn't work yeah i think i said basically exactly the same thing um i think it's one of those things where they've got oh this will be great it's like you're in the fight you're part of the action it seems like a good idea on paper yeah but it, it doesn't work within the context of the rest of the film or the rest of the franchise it, and it, and yeah it, it feels so choreographed that it feels fake before i saw this film i was expecting a lot less of rocky frankly i I was kind of given the impression that it was very much a passing of the torch film and he was very much a, a small supporting role. But no, he's 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 the second um, biggest part in the film. He's, he's a substantial, substantial part of it. And uh... and I also like that he is still the main reason. He, like, w- without him and without his character, the kind of new protagonist, the new story wouldn't exist. You are still so dependent oh, on yeah, Rocky's yeah, character. Oh, yeah, yeah, completely born com- out of yeah, Rocky yeah, yeah. film lore, completely, yeah. Yeah, and so the next one, I feel like maybe the next one will be even more of a passing of the torch. It's like a real... I, I appreciate that they're doing it as a more gradual process. Maybe. I, I don't know, I'm, I'm almost... It almost seems like it Genius. might go the other way based on what they're doing. But but before we get to that, so, so this film, Rocky obviously trains up... What's he called? Adonis. Adonis, Adonis Johnson. And, uh, Don Johnson. <laughs> Donnie. And, um, you know, it culminates in a big fight, and as they always do. So he goes up against uh, a Scouse guy. How mm-hmm. how jarring is it to hear an authentic Liverpudlian accent <laughs> in a Hollywood film? Is, is so, that authentic? So weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a real Scouser. Oh, I yeah. thought it was a I thought it was a shit Liverpudlian accent, but then again, I don't know accents. <laughs> I mean, I I might be wrong. I think he's a real boxer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And all the all the him. all the opponents in this film are real boxers. Um, Tony Bellew plays the uh, the scouser. He was like Tony Bellew is not just a boxer; he was a high profile yeah, champion yeah. boxer. You know, he was a big name. Uh, but yeah, he's so they they've got him in as the opponent now. I don't know if you guys know this, but Sylvester Stallone is an an Everton fan, and I don't know why. <laughs> But at some point, huh. he must have been over in England, and like he, he, like he's been to the to the Goodison Park like a few times. It's one of those weird sort of celebrity facts. So Tony Bellew is also a, he's a Liverpoolian, and he's an Everton fan. So I don't know if that's why he picked him <laughs> and, and decided to uh. use him. 
for this thing, but yeah, there's definitely some sort of connection there. And they filmed, they filmed in in Liverpool. They filmed at Everton's football ground. So, kind of getting back onto a similar vibe to last week's episode, where I was discussing who would win in a fight out of me and you, Alan. <laughs> like, yeah. so, so in this film, um, Michael B. Jordan's there. Adonis, Adonis Creed Johnson, whatever he's called. Now he he gets his top off and it's like it's like he's ripped. It's like this Hollywood action movie, Hugh Jackman guy, bulbous muscles glistening. It's like that's a muscly man. Right? Mm. Okay. Then his opponent And then there's yeah. whatever he's called comes no in. No definition at no, all. his top off. That's what I look like with my top off. <laughs> so what's that well, about? You're doing all right then, aren't you? <laughs> He's That's got, what I look like. Well, I'm, I, not, I I'm actually, not defined. <laughs> I thought that really. So I mean, so my understanding is that you don't really need to be that like in shape to be a good boxer, as long as your arms are like muscular and. Well, like, you build you build for strength, not for show. So, so, yeah, so I mean, what's going on? Is is this? So is that what it is? It's not that the Hollywood's just lied to us and built up a, a an unrealistic body image that we should all aspire to. I think your protagonists, like you know Adonis and Sylvester Stallone, like their their characters have to show that they're getting ripped because that's what is also aesthetically like what the audience kind of want. Well, that's what the, the I think that's why their characters are doing it. That's what the training montage is for. If they yeah. go through all that training montage and they don't come out the other side like really, really in shape, it's like, well, yeah, what's the point in that? <laughs> I did. You know what I really liked actually was that Catch the Chicken came back. Because <laughs> I've got some vague muscles going on in my arms, but I've got vague. like a flabby soup tin chest, so I reckon I'd win, Alan. That's soup on... tin? Like a can Tomato of soup. Can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I'd win, well, Alan. I mean, I reckon, you can... you know. I mean I'm, 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 I'm going to put it on the thing for this week's episode. I'm going to see if anybody there can can get us some... Uh... <laughs> oh, I thought you meant you were going to put photos of you shirtless, both of you, and compare. I was like... I, I mean, I'll, I'll like that and share it. I'm going to say, if anybody has a, a boxing gym, we just we don't want any training. We just want to put pads on <laughs> and, and hit each other and see what happens. Because I think that'll be better than us training. Just give us the gloves and the uh, helmet, and, and we'll just and the mouth track. guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and crotch. Go for a crotch guard as well. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not going to punch Shallon in the dick. By the way, I have you ever you seen boxers? Right, because you're not allowed to hit below the belt. So now they have their shorts and then the waistband of the belt is like eight inches wide and it comes up over their belly button so that they can't get punched like yeah. too low. It's pathetic. It's so childish. Um, anyway, what were we? Uh, what about Burt Young? He's dead. Well, no, Burt Young isn't dead, but pa- Paulie is. Paulie's dead. Oh, Paul- yeah, yeah, what cut the, the fuck? Weight. Just get rid of it. it was Burt Young is still very beginning... much alive and working, oh, so, what's, so how is he feeling about that? They, they realised seven films in that the characters are douche. <laughs> Took them fucking Which is long a shame because this is when he could really come into his own of just being like an annoying old man in the corner. That's what he's been <laughs> for the last six films. <laughs> All of the others, the rest of the series is like the death happens and it motivates him somehow. And these were just like, oh, no one's looking. Let's just bung a death in there <laughs> and get him out of the way. I mean, these two felt a little bit cheap when it came to that, you know. People die. I mean, it's not always. Well, yeah, it's not but... always. I mean, there has you, to be a reason why Paulie's been hanging around them for that long. Like, although he's so annoying, Rocky's mate. put up with him and tolerated him. Yeah, because he's his best mate. Was there any emotional fallout after his death? Probably. Nope. Nah, nah, Probably loads nah. of it. None. None at all. <laughs> 
there was that one reference where he goes and puts alcohol on his grave, goes and reads the paper in front of his dead wife. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's at least months, if not years, after he's died. Isn't yeah, it? but then there's no other reference to Paulie being dead. Yeah, because why would he keep bringing it up? Because he's been hanging around him like a bad smell for 25 years or whatever the fuck Look, when Alan dies in a couple of years' time, I'm not going to be going on about him every time I meet new people. Like, oh, I have this mate who <laughs> yeah. died. When Sol dies in my arms in the ring after I've punched <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to like have a little moment every now and then about But the it. point is, like, you, haven't gone through, you haven't gone through hell with Alan. He hasn't been hanging around you for as long as he has. You didn't buy him a robot. I mean... <laughs> That is I, love. I, I mean, I as good as bought him a robot. I bought a watermelon and cut a face in it and put it <laughs> in his bed. <laughs> I'm not a millionaire. I'm sorry, Judy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wasting my time then. What am I doing? When he is, though, he'll be buying some robots. I'll be buying Robo Sapiens left, right and centre. <laughs> So the the other thing we haven't really talked about in detail is that Rocky gets the big C in this film, mm. um, decides he's happy to die in the well, moment. I, I, yeah, and I I, yeah. I think this film needed Rocky to be alone. I think it needed Paulie to be dead, and it needed Adrian to be dead because he his one his one yeah his one lifeline is this this new kid that he's befriended, and he's it's kind of about him. Learning to. Well, he's forced to face his own mortality, yeah. and I liked that because it really worked as like an aging story. Yeah. And and his decision to actually try and fight it, I think, is handled really nicely as a parallel. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not subtle, but as a parallel to to um, the kid, you know, Fight, he, fighting. He's, he's helping me fight some things as well. He, you know that whatever it is he says, <laughs> it's 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 nice. It works. Yeah. I I, yeah. I am convinced there's a draft of the film where he dies. I'm sure that was. I imagine there must. I'm sure be, that was yeah. thrown around at some point, but mm. I but, felt that no. about Rocky Balboa as well, though. That yeah, if he, absolutely. If he died at the end, it would have been fine. It would have been absolutely. I'm, I'm sure there was a draft of that where he died. I'm sure. Oh well, we know there was a draft of Rocky Five where he died. So, yeah, I, I, and I'm glad he doesn't. To be honest, I'm glad he makes it through the film because I, I think it would have almost been a bit cheap if he had died. It would have been too obvious. Yeah. It would have just been what you expect. Yeah. It would have been too much of a blatant passing the Done torch. Done for the emotional. Death to yeah. motivate. It, it, yeah. I think it's a lot better and more nuanced and more powerful that he, he decides to fight it and the two of them get to, you know, live on to the next one. And Mickey didn't die until Rocky Three, so... Uh, I did like one bit I, I liked in the fight scene, the end fight scene, was when the kid's eye was like really busted up and oh, the, doc- fuck, yeah. the doctor's like oh how many fingers am I holding up and the cut man like taps his back of his neck to tell yeah, him yeah I was going to ask like you never see who that guy is meant to be because I was like is it Rocky and then you realise it's not Rocky no it's the cut man it's the guy who's like patching up his face and stuff it's just one of his corner team but I, I like that because the guy who's doing that is a real cut man he's quite a famous guy in the boxing world and like that, I bet that is something that happens. I bet that's just like one. That's one of those little inside boxing tricks, you know. Probably not at that on that well, level because it's a bit too obvious. But you know, maybe thirty years ago when it was all a bit dirtier and like. Yeah. But um, I like that. It seemed like a nice little touch. But I always it just did, like although... that guy's eye is closed. Like the doctor doesn't need to see yeah. if he can yeah. see. It's obvious. No. Like if he was a little bit closed, he'd get away with it. Yeah. I mean, he he does he does sort of go. Well, all right, and like yeah, he obviously knows it's well. bullshit, but he's kind of <laughs> he can he can he can go. Hey, look, I did the test when when there's like yeah, a, yeah, when yeah, he has brain yeah. damage. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. That's curable nowadays. He's fine. yeah, good. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, ratings? Eight. Um, okay, I would give it a six. <laughs> I think it's... He went for seven. He went for a fucking seven, didn't you? Yeah, I think it's by far the best Rocky <laughs> sequel. I give it a seven. I think it's... Um... <laughs> I think it's. I do think it's the best Rocky sequel as well, actually. Well, if you gave it an eight, you think it's the best Rocky altogether. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I uh, if this, I like it as a sequel. I think it did really well. The only reason I gave it higher than the first one, obviously, you need the first one in order to set up this one. I do appreciate that, but at the same time, just there was something I didn't take to Rocky's character in the first one. It was a massive flaw for me because. Well, I think I, I had the exact same thing, it. but the other way around. Then I just didn't take to Creed. Mm, I didn't take to Adonis. Have you have you guys seen the trailer for Creed Two? Yeah, I deliberately didn't watch it. It looks quite dark. I mean, I, based I, on the trailer, it looks nothing like it's about the trailer really did anything to. I, I thought it was very bland as a trailer, but I, I've, yeah, I've t- seen what. I mean, essentially, the the plot is it's the son of Ivan Drago who nearly yeah. killed yeah. Rocky and killed his dad. Obviously, the the, the real Creed. But this really, I mean, the concept, I, I did see the concept, which felt very cheap. It's now just into second generation yeah, well, of everything. Well, that's right? it. On one hand, you know? it makes a lot of sense and I'm kind of interested in it. Then on the other hand, it's like, really, we are just full-blown doing Rocky the next generation. Yeah, but then yeah. it is the guy who killed his dad. So there is that like personal That's connection. That's true. Okay, that yeah, good of... point. I was just thinking, why not Club of Lang's yeah, kid? But, yeah, it, that it's makes very, I, sense I, now. I, I, I'm torn about it. I don't really know how to feel. I mean, I'm kind of on board purely for the sake of nostalgia and the fact that I love Rocky Four, even though it's dreadful. So I'm hoping that, like, the son of the robot comes back and we just, like, do this properly. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, you should find out that Paulie had, like, an illegitimate kid. With the robot. And then get... and Oh, yeah, and then get them fighting. Played by Jack Black. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Oh, terrifying. <laughs> Jack Black's looking old now, man. Yeah, scary. Yeah, I don't really know what to make of it. I think I think reviews are already out for this one. I think they basically all say it's good, but not as good as Creed. It's like a I mean Rocky two to Creed two. Yeah, this is a, a big. Oh, and apparently it plays considering... massively off of nostalgia. It's not less capable mm. of standing well, on its own. Yeah, feet. but all of the all of Rocky, all of the series did, didn't it? it played upon the film before and it but was apparently like, this made one you resent that you've taken a chance less on. capable of standing on its own feet than creed was i i can imagine that i think that's fair enough but even for me bearing in mind what a struggle it was for me to get through the kind of the first bit of leg of the series i actually would not be opposed to watching this sequel <laughs> which is big for me <laughs> so you can so come back for our review well of the done. year then, because you can go and watch it. And I'm already, I'm, cut, you know, we're, we're gonna have to film the Mamma Mia review of the year as well. <laughs> have you seen that yet? Have you watched Mamma Mia too? No, because I wanted to see it with my mum, and then she, she blew me off. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't find anyone to see Mamma Mia too with. What, a, what a sad indictment of our society, eh? I know. <laughs> And I tried to take her to see Bohemian Rhapsody the other day, but she wouldn't go and see it because the film was on after 7pm. It's quite a long film, though, to be fair. I wouldn't bother, though. If you're going to go see something, that's not the one I'd choose. Well, it's only that she's a massive Queen fan, and, you know, I wanted to see it as well, so it makes sense. Actually, your mum is probably the perfect demographic for that because it's like the Freddie Mercury story, but PG. Yeah, they're, they're not going into any of the gay stuff in any real detail. Got very bad reviews, but people seem to be lapping it up. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I heard like it's one of those things again where all the people you don't respect their opinions, yeah. <laughs> they're all the ones raving about it. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Um, so, you know. Yeah. yeah. Same goes for like Greatest Showman. I haven't seen it, but all the people whose opinions I don't respect were loving it. So yeah. Ex- I've had the exact same thing with Greatest Showman. I've still not seen it, but people keep going, you love musicals. You should watch it. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I like good musicals. <laughs> Have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody? No, I, to be honest, I, I could believe it's all right. I, I have someone was it's telling. It's not good. It's oh, not have good. you seen it? Yeah, yeah, it's not good. It's not. I mean, there's there's some nice songs in it, and there's some bits. The story is engaging enough, but it's really trite. It's like it's really like every scene. It, it yeah. every scene is like hero worship. Um, like uh, he just sort of like he's angry and he bangs on the table and it goes. Oh, oh no! Wait a minute! Oh, no. That scene, oh, that sounds good. Cheap Jesus that, 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 that doesn't actually happen. That doesn't literally happen. But okay. it's all like very similar stuff to that. It's like something happens. that like, oh, that makes me think of a song. In their lap, oh, yeah. look at that girl with a fat bottom. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm sick of this. I just, I need to break free. <gasps> yeah, exactly. I want to break free. <laughs> it does feel very much like if The Simpsons did the story, <laughs> like as a joke. But yeah, it, it's it's very mm. like that. Plus, it's all very sanitized in the sense of like there's just not as much cock and cocaine as i imagine there probably was who who plays dick valentine of electric six when they cover radio gaga several decades you know, later funnily enough, over the know, that's not funnily the, enough uh, the world can do without electric six <laughs> really? well, it was, it's, it's just one of, one of those things right there's probably a really good freddie mercury film that could be made if brian may and roger taylor just fuck off and start <laughs> oh god yeah i i think that's the one sasha baron cohen signed on to make before yeah. dropping out yeah, of the yeah. creative differences well, it. when it became apparent that they were going to really fucking sanitize and make because a... they know they don't want to tarnish that queen legend or whatever well i don't i don't know why because that's the rock star lifestyle is what everyone likes like they want to see the yeah, drugs brian and, the, and the mess but they you can't do it without their music so like you want, you've got no choice you've got to work with them or not do it are we kind of wrapping up <laughs> have we rated creed we have haven't we oh we're talking about creed 2 um so yeah, I mean, it, I don't know what to make of it. I, I kind of, I can't see it being great. I, I could see it being good, you know, crowd pleasy fun, like a lot of the other Rocky films are, without being... I'm kind of curious where they're going to take it, but yeah, I don't imagine it will, mm. like you say, stand up in the same way that Creed does. Well, the franchise mentality is such that they're already writing in in the next film that this young Creed has a kid, so that in what? 20 years they can they can do the next generation. They're already thinking that far ahead. Oh my god. Although it'll only be about 14 years and they'll just sort of fake the dates and get somewhere else in. Yeah, yeah. Although it's probably oh. a girl and it's like, it's all about girl boxing. Ooh. That'll be really, that'll be really hot. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Should we make that our pitch? Well, what, just girl beat, them the, beat them to it. <laughs> well, like, I mean, Million Dollar Baby is the famous female Oh shit, boxing yeah, film. yeah, I've seen that, yeah. I mean, it's the, the emotional driver is not really the boxing. But, but if, if they did that, it's girl rocky i think there would be claims of sexism rocket if if they do seven i've films already said where... rocket get your own joke oh sorry if they did seven <laughs> films eight <laughs> films of like men male rockies having a fight and going the distance and winning and then the first female rocky dies in the ring <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you what i'd like to do with rocky right because you know rocky is essentially he's like a He's still a celebrity, you know. He's still a, a, a persona in the, in this story world. So I want to see Rocky on like the dancing show, or Strictly Rocky on dancing. like on, yeah. in the jungle. 
<laughs> basically just Rocky in doing the celebrity lifestyle. That's the logical extension of Rocky too, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, that low-level celebrity life. Yeah. Who was yeah. the... Like, Nigel Benn was on one of the dancing shows, wasn't he? He was a, he was a boxer. Was yeah, Sylvester Stallone's mum was on Big Brother, so... <laughs> yeah. Do you think that would work? I mean, it would have no real story to that. No, no. because he has to dance every week and he has to learn a new <laughs> dance and... Well, and he's trained by a young... It, it's like a reverse... It's it's Rocky going back to the first film. Yeah, But his trainer's like train. a young, sassy, you know... Russian. She's Russian. Yeah. She's a Russian dancer. And she's, like, trying to teach him the tango or whatever they do. Uh, I don't know. I, see, I think it's, I think it's really tough because not only have they done the same sort of thing again and again and again, they've also hit a lot of the joke ideas, like, oh, it's about Rocky's kid getting bullied at school and he has to train up and smack the bully. They've done that as a real Rocky yeah. film. Ima- imagine Rocky dressed as a minion, dancing, <laughs> <What>? to, <laughs> dancing to Pharrell Williams. Oh, my God. I mean, what about... Can we do something with Marvel? Stallone, Stallone's in Guardians of the Galaxy... Michael B. Jordan's the bad guy in Black Panther. He died, but you know Tessa Thompson's in Thor. No, well, I don't know. He bring them together. To be honest, but... <laughs> uh, just spitballing. Just spitballing. Russia, Russia. Can we? Well, so tensions with Russia have kind of kicked off again in the real world between America and Russia. Do you think that's going to play into this new film? No. I think they're going to completely. <laughs> it's gonna, it's not going to be political at all. It is pure blockbuster moneymaker. So that's what it is. Shall we? Should we have a film where it is and Creed gives a big speech about learning? He goes to, to... North Korea to find. <laughs> hey, hey, going back to Marvel. Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> Again, we're back to Rocket. Rocky. Rocky Road. Rocky, Rocky Road. <laughs> I think Rocky should go back to doing commercials. I think that was an idea that never quite got off the ground. Yeah, I mean, I'd enjoy more of that. The only thing is, it would feel kind of like. Oh, we're doing Rocky Two, Two. We're doing more of that, are we? Okay. So what? Yeah. What? Where can we go with this that is new? That's not Rocky in space. What do real Rocky old? Space. What do real old boxers <laughs> do in real life, Alan? You know more about this stuff than me. What, it's tricky. What, come dancing. What do they like... die? <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh. That was quite a belly laugh for that comment. <laughs> Especially the ones with cancer, right? I mean, I'd say, yeah, they... I'd say we could get a really nice film with Rocky facing his mortality, but that was the last film, you know? That's kind of... Yeah. Uh... What's left for Rocky? What's left? Because I'm not interested in Creed, so what's left for Rocky? I'm trying to think what No, what don't try fights... and take it back to Rocky. What, That's done. What fights have they got left in them? They've done, they've done Street Brawl, they've done... Okay, I know what we've got to do. There's only one thing left to do, isn't there? Rocky dies... And then he goes to hell and has to fight the devil. <laughs> played by Jack Black again, you know. Or, you know, death comes for him and he was like, oh, you know, you play chess against death to, to save your life. But he oh, Rocky would be shit. I know what happens. I know what happens. Rocky is like walking home through the bad streets of Philly or something, right? Mm-hmm. And he get like a mugger comes at him and yeah. he, he gets in a fight. He stands up for the, or it's on a, it's like in a public place so people can see. And he, he, he's got, he's just collected his pension. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he, he like tries to be like, hey, you, you know, we don't want no trouble. And this is a local shop for <laughs> local people. We'll have no trouble here. And he, he gets in a fight and like hands this guy's ass to him, right? 
and it goes viral. Someone filmed it yeah. on the phone, and it's like pensioner, probably a nam. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Rocky Rambo crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he uh, defended himself. People love it. What that's that's happened. That happens all the time. The person who tries to mug him, he beats him up as a black guy, and then like when he's being. He's on the news. He's like going, "Oh yeah, well you know, since the blacks came to this neighborhood <laughs> downhill, <laughs> and then and then it becomes so it's it that goes thing, viral again. It's that thing on the internet where yeah, there's two waves. There's the building them up wave, and then the wave where we realize they're problematic got, got, and take them down again. Yeah, and then, and then you can just have it. And then the last half an hour is just a series of memes, of him, <laughs> like the CCTV footage of him punching someone, but there's like uh, Smash Mouth <laughs> over the top of it. <laughs> And then... <laughs> Why do you indulge him? And then, and then Rocky goes, well, I thought we were having steamed hams. <laughs> Alan, you're bringing this upon yourself. <laughs> oh, man. That, that must already be on YouTube. Rocky steamed hams crossover. Um, and, then, and then I think the ending is... Rocky gets like drawn back into the ring one last time to have a like a, a an exhibition match with Grumpy Cat. <laughs> you laughed too hard at that. That was not warranted. <laughs> Good lord! Like internet all stars. <laughs> oh no! Steam clam melting Steam pandas. There you go, that was more rocky. As ever, I hope you enjoyed listening. Please, please, as ever, go and rate and review us on the old iTunes. Uh, like us on Facebook, Twitter. You know the drill. You can find links to everything we do on our website, dimreturns.com. And we'll be back next week, as usual. See you then. Hamburgers are quite similar yeah. to the ones they have at Krusty Burger. It's an old family recipe. <laughs>